friends. It is good, good, good to see you here. We are here to give a praise. We're here to sing songs of worship to him. Right. Amen. Give him praise. You're breaking through the silence. Pouring the highest. The hope of all creation. Resting in his mother's arms. Song on the horizon, ringing through the heavens. The long-awaited Savior, come to set the captives free. Come to set the captives free.
the season of Advent. And tonight, we light the candle of love. Some important things to remember is that the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, was not announced with great fanfare to the influential people of society. Instead, God chose to share this momentous occasion with the humble, the outcast, the insignificant, like the shepherds of the fields. They were the first to receive the incredible news of the birth of his son. This remarkable decision demonstrates God's compassion for the marginalized and forgotten. And who are we but the marginalized and forgotten as well? It reflects God's desire to bring redemption and hope to all, regardless of your status or reputation. The humble and unassuming shepherds were the first to bear witness of the good news of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Psalms 8, 4 to 6, What are humans that you are mindful of them? Mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands and have put all things under their feet. The greatest caretakers, the one who knows every need, the one who honors others, the one who has thoughts and feelings towards us. This is our God and he is love. He put flesh and his he put on flesh and his heavenly home to live with us, to see us, to hear us, to touch us. He came to know and experience the very ex- existence of human needs. He came to be close. He is the ultimate giver of good gifts, the best gift being him himself. But what is the essence of the best gift unless it is received, my friends. I urge you, receive the gift of Jesus Christ. Receive and keep receiving him every day until he comes for his second advent. He has loved you and cared for you and chosen you from before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. So today, as we light the candle of love, may we know that the flame is burning in his heart has and always will be for us. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for your love. Nothing compares. Nothing compares to the love that you have given us. And nothing we can ever do or say is enough to say thank you for the gift of your love that we receive and keep receiving every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So grateful for his love. Amen, church. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Let us reflect on those words, Lord. And the promise that you gave your people, Jesus. Amen. That is so good. We're going to sing about it tonight. All the time. Amen. You are all good and perfect. Oh, I can trust your promise. Never seen you turn away. You have loved me undeserved. Oh, I have seen your mercy. Follow me all my days. 
Oh, it doesn't make sense how your love is so good. You call me your friend, and I thought I was too far gone. And I know you're never gonna let me go. Sing this out, say, You are good, and you can only be good. You can't be anything else. You can't be anything It's always 2020. Oh, I can look behind me and see just how far I've come. Yeah. Took me from the brink of falling, mercy shutting doors before me. Now I see all the
let's sing it. And you can only be good. We can't be anything else. No matter the circumstance, God is so good. He is always good. So you are. Come on. And you can only be good. We can't be anything else. We can't be anything else. You have no more words to say. Whoa. Come on. Lift up your hands in prayer and, and just say, Lord, you're so good. We lift up our hands, Lord, because we want to surrender to your goodness, Lord. We don't do it as an act of religion. We do it as a sign of surrender, Lord, to you, the good God, the living God, the breathing God. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. That when we came in here, Lord, you were good. You are good. That before we walked in here, you are good. And when we leave, you're still going to be good. Lord, it doesn't matter what's going on in our life. Lord, you're still good. Lord, as long as we run to you, Lord, it matters to us here, Lord. And Lord, I pray, Lord, for those, Lord, that are in such a need, Lord, that they need to seek you, Lord, constantly, constantly, Lord, for comfort, for direction, Lord, in areas of their life. Lord, medical decisions that we have to make, Lord. But you're good in the midst of every single one of those. You are faithful. You are faithful and you are just, Heavenly Father. So we thank you, Lord. That we have somewhere to run to. That we always have someone to look to, Lord. To guide us, Heavenly Father. To always guide us and lead us in those areas of life, Lord. Because you are good. You're so good. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Good today, you'll be good tomorrow. You've always made good on your promise I know that every good thing comes from you come on sing it you're good today you'll be good tomorrow you've always made good on your promise I know that every good thing comes from come on come on every voice you're good today you're good today you'll be good tomorrow you've always made you are so good, Lord, that we can come and run to you, Jesus. Thank you for our time of worship here this, this evening, Lord, for you to remind us, Lord, that we have a strong tower of refuge and strength, Lord, when we worship you, when we come before you, Lord, and surrender ourselves to you, Heavenly Father. It's in your name that we pray. Amen and amen. Give them a shout of praise tonight, church. Amen. Yeah. That is so good. So good, church. Hey, why don't we welcome one another in this place? And why don't you turn to somebody next to you and thank them for coming tonight? Yeah.
church, God is good. Amen. And all the time, God is good. Thank you, Lord, for his faithfulness. Amen. Church, we want to welcome you in this house. Uh, uh, my name is Pastor Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings. And uh, it is my joy and an honor to be with you tonight. Uh, church, I want to catch you up on just a couple of things that we have going on. Uh, man, Sister Roxy, uh, what a beautiful reading, right, that she put together for us. We give it up for Sister Rox, Rox. Amen. Uh, she's one of our team members that absolutely loves Christmas, and she's one of our team members that put together our beautiful decorations here at church. And we also want to say thank you to, to her and to my wife and the team. Thank you, my brother, for recognizing that because they put a lot of work. They were here over 12 hours putting on a Saturday, their day off. So we thank them for their dedication to not just this uh, congregation, but also to the kingdom. Amen. So, church, we want to welcome you. Uh, watching from home, we want to welcome you. We want to remind you, church, that maybe, uh, maybe you're listening right now and you think, I've got into my 1984 DeLorean because I'm going to say, hey, maybe you're listening on a Thursday. Maybe today's Thursday. You might be listening to our, uh, our Spotify podcast, right? right? Available where you, whatever you, wherever you pick up your podcast, uh, you, can, you can go ahead and share this wonderful message of hope that, that you guys receive every Wednesday and every Sunday. Um, back in the day, we used to have a little, at the old building, at the, what we now call Maverick Church of God, we used to have this window uh, where we used to burn CDs. We used to burn the service onto a CD, and as soon as service was over, our sound tech would go and make copies, and make 20, 30 copies at a time. They were like making tortillas back there. But with CDs, you know, and then we'd turn the window, and you guys used to take them to work and spread the gospel that way. Uh, church, you know, we can do it now in the digital world with podcasting. Uh, so I, I, if you're not following New Beginnings Church on your podcast, maybe it's on Spotify or Apple or uh, Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts, I encourage you, church, follow us there and share the good news with those around you. Amen? It's a good way to do it. Church, Christmas, the beautiful, beautiful reading that my sister gave this morning, or this evening, rather. Um, we have some wonderful events coming up, church. Want to catch you up on some of those that are going on. Uh, like, for instance, uh, we have uh, coming up this week, uh, we're talking uh, our men's breakfast. Uh, announcement for men's breakfast is that we are going to be moving it in the month of December. Uh, it's not going to be this Saturday, which it normally would be this Saturday. It's actually going to be on the 16th of December uh, because that day we're going to be spreading uh, some gospel message of love to our community and within as well with the Christmas meal boxes. Uh, so if, if, if you might, maybe you're thinking, how can I get involved uh, in doing that? There's a QR code that's behind me, and maybe you want to sponsor. We would love, love, love for you to sponsor uh, a family this Christmas if, you, if, you, if you're able to. If you, maybe you're not able to do a full sponsorship and you, you still want to do a partial sponsorship, we encourage you to do that as well. Uh, maybe it's through the app or maybe you have like an extra 2 or $3 in your pocket and you want to put it in an envelope and drop it off one of the tithing boxes in the sanctuary, we encourage you to do that as well because, as we always say, the drip will always fill the bucket. Amen. And we were able to do it just that way for Thanksgiving when we went, we surpassed the 100 mark that you and I were looking for, uh, for Thanksgiving food boxes. We went all the way to 117 uh, for Thanksgiving, and we were hoping and praying. Amen. That's reason to celebrate. Amen. We were really praying and hoping for 100, and we definitely surpassed it. And we'd like to do that again, so we, we need sponsors for Christmas. If you can do that, church, we'd really, really appreciate it. The QR code to sponsor is behind me. 
And if you maybe you said, I mean, I can't sponsor, dude. I, I kind of need one. That's cool, too. You can sign up for one if you go to the NBCABQ app or uh, NBCABQ.com. You can sign up to receive one there as well. All right, church. Uh, church, the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was, you know, every year we do, um, at the end of the year, I want you to save this date and maybe mark this, check this one out, or rather put it in your calendar, is our special remembrance service. Um, 2023, I know we've lost a lot of loved ones in my life. Uh, some of those people that we have lost are members of our congregation um, that have gone gone home before you and I have the opportunity to do that. Um, and we want to memorialize them with a special remembrance service. Or maybe you have somebody that you lost, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Maybe you lost your mom or dad that long ago. Um, but church, you wanna, we want to memorialize and just give a message of hope at the end of the year. So that's going to happen December the 27th. That's a Wednesday night. It's a midweek service. And so if you want to participate by honoring a loved one that day for a special day of remembrance service, uh, please come in on the 27th. Seventh, and come as early as you can, maybe five thirty or so, and give us your picture. We're gonna have some. Yeah, it's gonna be candlelight service. You will set up their pictures here at the front, at the altar, and we're just going to not make an altar onto them, but what we want to do is honor them, and it's gonna be a special candlelight service on the twenty seventh of December. We would love for you to participate, and you can please bring your family members, uh, bring your family members to, to hear a message of hope. That night is gonna be dedicated to. Uh, the remembrance of our lost, our lost loved ones, right, uh, who we lost. And so it's going to be a message of hope for sure, an encouraging message by our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield. So I want to invite you to that. And, of course, church, never forget what's going on in our Christmas season as well. Don't forget about our Christmas social coming up on the 15th and our Christmas program on the 17th. We're so excited about that. But, church, I really want you to prayerfully consider about being able to sponsor a family for Christmas um, this season with a gift basket or rather a food basket this week, this year. Really prayerfully consider about that, okay? And we could, if again, that QR code is behind me on uh, the screen or in front of you at home, or maybe the screen's right in front of you here. But church, uh, while you're there in the NBC ABQ app, always talk about that bottom right-hand corner. You guys know what that corner is? That's right, that's right, the giving corner, right? That's the giving corner. Church, thank you so much for your obedience it's that we're able to do all of those things, like partner with outside ministries. You and I are making such a difference around the world, and we can't wait to share some of those stories. We're, we've been talking to some of our missionaries. Say, hey, man, give us an update on what's going on. So I can't wait uh, to hear and to show and express to you what's going on, what you're doing around the world with your giving. Amen? One of those ministries is Frontline Resurrection Ministries. And Frontline Resurrection Ministries is a local ministry that's actually... Uh, a mem member here at New Beginnings Church. You guys know them all too well. They stand here at the front. They worship because they need uh, they need that time with the Lord. Uh, Brother Renee, uh, Brother Renee, my bad. Brother Tomas and Sister Renee, uh, why don't you make your way up because they have a special presentation for us here tonight um, in what they're doing for the kingdom, the work that you guys are doing for the kingdom. I'm going to have to unmute that for you guys. So give me just one second. Go ahead, my brother. Go ahead, my brother. Uh, can you guys all hear me? Amen. Amen. So I just want to, today is a day that 
that it just like it touches me and Renee's heart because this is why we do what we do. Yesterday was my birthday, and I, thank you guys, thank you guys. And this year I got the best present a person could ever get is to see 20 women or maybe even more women that are catching it, that their lives are turning around. That, you know what I mean? So we see these women and these men out here on the streets hurting, walking around. Well, those were Tomases and those were Renee's. And because of the love of what we do here at New Beginnings Church, we're able to raise these women, women and men up. And we have three women here today that have that, that been here with us for a year. They're, they're over a year. They're now working with the ministry, and they're, they're succeeding. They're, they caught it. I mean, that's the, that's the present. They caught it. So we just want to present um, these certificates to these powerful women of God who have been through so much but have overcome through Christ, their Lord. And um, because of that, they've become certified community health workers. They've, you know, started just serving in the ministry, and now they're getting paid to minister to the, to the other women that are coming through. And God has blessed them, and God has increased them, and God is going to continue to increase them. And you know what? To be honest with you, this is hard for me because they've been with me for over a year, right? They've been for us with us for over a year, so I'm almost like, I don't want to. <laughs> but you know what? That's what it's about. It's about um, watching other leaders shine like diamonds that they are. So um, we would like to just, uh, yeah. Congratulate you and and uh, Miranda Baca, will you come up here and get your certificate? We love you so much. So proud of you, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> here you go, baby. Hard worker. Rebecca Lopez, will you come up here? So proud of you guys. Hallelujah. Woo. And last but definitely not least. Um, Leslie Izzy Todd. Get over here. <laughs> so we just want to say thank you and we love you and we just want uh pastor to pray a blessing over over their lives and their ministry and their uh ladies come center stage right here there you go and uh face the congregation so proud of you girls mariah becca izzy i've seen you girls come in and uh work hard and achieve all your goals. Father, thank you, Lord, for this amazing day. 
a day, Father God, of celebration, a day of another level of our walk with you. Father, we go from glory to glory, and you're taking the girls from glory to glory. Father, you're taking them to another level of life, another level of living. And Father, that level that you've taken them to isn't the finish. They're going to keep going up steps, and they're going to keep growing and learning and serving. And Father, I thank you for their commitment to you, their love for you, their love for one another, their commitment to your word, their commitment to prayer, their commitment to reading and studying and worshiping and praising. Father, I pray, Lord God, you expand, Father God, their territory. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you cancel every curse that has ever been upon them from the generations before and, Lord, the generations that are coming after. That, Lord God, they are now rooted and grounded into the word and rooted and grounded in good soil. So let them start growing and let the generations behind them follow their steps as they follow yours. We thank you, Lord. We pray blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Love you, ladies. So proud of you. So, so proud of you. God bless you, ladies. What a great time of celebration. Tomas, happy birthday, godly man. Bless you. And who else had a birthday? in the group today. Nicole. Nicole, happy birthday to you, young lady. Anyone else that had a birthday, happy birthday, guys. Those of you watching online, man, you're missing out. If you can make it, you need to make it. I know some of you can't. Some of you are on the other side of the world, and we thank you that you're joining us. But man, it's good to be in the house of God. Amen? Guys, I'm starting a sermon series today. I was supposed to start it last week, but last week, I had a meltdown, I had a vertigo attack, and a vertigo attack is literally, for me, uh, I get nauseous, and then all kinds of stuff starts happening, and everything spins, and man, it was horrible. So uh, thank you for your prayers, your concerns, your support, and uh, man, I thank God for Pastor Michael. Uh, we, we threw, you know, a, a quick uh, just shift, and man, it was a time, night of worship and praise and prayer, and then he brought a word, and it was an amazing, amazing time. So uh, thank you, Pastor Michael, and uh, thank you all for your love and support. I'm starting a series, and, and, and right before I start, i got to remind you, this Friday is our large food distribution. So if you could volunteer Friday morning at 10 o'clock, I need you to be here to help us distribute all that food. And then Saturday, if you could be at God's, I mean, at God's warehouse, starting at 11 o'clock, we need volunteers. We're going to be distributing toys. If your children need toys, feel free to go over there and get, take your children so that they get a gift. And if, uh, and, and if you could volunteer, it's going to be an amazing gathering. So Pastor Chuck, Thank you for the amazing work you keep doing, and we're going to partner and, and, and be there together to see a great move of God. Um, but I'm, I'm starting this sermon series to help us in deepening our walk with God, deepening our walk with God, because 
it's really amazing that God is calling us out of the darkness into the light. Amen? And we've got to understand that this is a dark season of life. I don't know if you understand that. Uh, and and you've got to understand that, and you've got to realize that, because the Bible says we are supposed to have the Holy Spirit in our life, and the Holy Spirit is represented by the oil. And if you remember in Matthew chapter 25, there were 10 virgins, and five of them filled up their lamp with oil, and they had a reserve, and another five just had a little bit, and they ran out of oil, and they had to drift off to go get some oil. And meanwhile, the Lord came. And they were there, share your oil, share your oil, share your oil. And guess what? Everyone's got to have their own dose, dose of oil. So you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you need your dose of oil. And don't let your oil run out. Man, we used to sing a song way back in the dark ages. Some of you might remember, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, keep me burning till the break of day. Why? Because Jesus Christ is coming, and if your lamp isn't burning and you're empty, you're going to be left behind. And I mean, you've got to have the Lord, and you better have the Lord, and I want to help you deepen your walk. I want to help you get you ready, because ready or not, here he comes. And I keep saying this, and, and I don't know how it's going to work, but I always say it, when the, when the Lord comes, I'm going to grab two sinners as I'm going up in the rapture, and I'm going to say, accept the Lord or I'll drop you, man. You know, it's like, man, it's like we got to be desperate for lives, desperate for souls. Do you understand that people are going to hell every single day? And we got to deepen our walk to stay firm. And we got to leave those places God has called us out of. Quit keeping one foot in. Keep going back. People keep going back to visit their old past hookups, their old past hangouts. What's wrong with that? Cut, cut them off. And that's what I want to talk about moving out. And we got to move out to move in. And to move in where God wants you, you've got to move out where you're at. And even if you're in a good place right now, God wants you even in a better place. So don't settle for better when you can have best. God wants you to have the best. And, and we're going to be in the book of Genesis tonight, and it's in chapter 12. And in chapter 12, you see the story of Abraham and Abraham and Sarah. And it said... And start, starting at, at, at verse 1, it says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, leave your relatives, leave your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Now, God is saying, I'm going to show you where I want you to go. Some of you are lost, and you're, you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. You need to fast and pray and seek God. He says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Here we are, thousands of years later, we're still talking about this man. 
And then he says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. In other words, if they're going to mess with you, I'll take care of them. I got you covered. I got your back. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Lot's his nephew. We don't know where Lot's parents are. We don't know what happened to them. We just know that Abram was his godfather, his spiritual parent, his nino. And he says, come on, Mijito, you come with me. And he went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. And when he left, he leaves and he took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, and all with uh, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into the household at Haran. And he headed for the land of Canaan when they arrived in Canaan. Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. And there he set up camp beside the oak of Haran. More uh, at that time, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give you this land and your descendants. I'm going to give you this land and your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and he dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. And it says right after that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Ai and in the east. And there he built another altar and he dedicated it to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages towards the Negev. And at that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. Father, I pray that we could really learn some truths about what it looks like to move out, to move in, to where you have us. To Lord, to learn how to leave, Father God, to take. To learn how to release, to get hold of things. And God, I pray that you speak into our spirit man right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now listen, some heavy-duty stuff's going on here. You, got, you can't miss it. Abram is a 75-year-old man. Some of you in this room are bumping 70, or you're there, or 75. Not a lot of you, but there's a few of you. Now look. When you start getting to that age, you're settled, man. You don't feel like moving. Look, you know what a drag it is to move? Even as young people. Come on, if those of you that are 40 or 45, if they said, hey, you got to move out of, uh, out of your house by the end of the month, you'd be like, what? Oh, come on. No, it's a pack and all that. And some of you... 
it's not a big deal. Some of you move every other month anyway, you know? It's like, but man, think of you that have been there a long time. He had been there a long time. He's 75 years old now. You know how much stuff he had in his garage? Man, you know how much junk I have in my garage? No, you don't, but you can't even walk in there. Like, man, it's crazy. He's, he's not at that age where you want to get uprooted and go. But let me tell you something. The first thing you've got to see in the story is how much you get is determined on how much you let go of. He walked away from everything, though. He walked away from his father's family, his property. He walked away from everything. Have you ever walked away from everything? Man, it's not easy. I'll never forget when, when, when I got promoted in the insurance business and, and they offered me to go to Houston, Texas, where Cindy had some relatives, and they offered me San Antonio, where I had some relatives, or they offered me Corpus Christi, and, and I said, you know what, Cindy, that means the body of Christ. So why don't we move the Corpus because... If, if, if the Lord can't keep us together, nothing's going to keep us together. We, we, we weren't Christians, but I was a, a religious man, and I knew enough to know we got to seek God. And man, we uprooted everything, everything. We left our, I left my dad. My mom was already gone into heaven, but she left her mom and dad. I left my dad. I left my sisters. I left my brother. Man, she left her sister. We left our families. We, left, we went to a city we did not know one living person in Corpus Christi, Texas. Man, that's a weird feeling. And you show up with all your, your, your treasures. Other people call it Guerrero. They call it your junk. But it was our treasure. And man, they moved us, and the big moving truck came, and they moved us into our house. And man, but let me tell you something. How much you get is determined by how much you let go of. We said, this is do or die. And I'm telling you, we almost died. It was a tough time. We didn't have resources. Man, if your car broke down, you, you, you didn't have a homie hookup because you didn't know any homies. You, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's weird. It's hard. You're challenged. And you're, man, what do we do? Abraham, he uplifted everything, but he's 75 years old. When I moved to Corpus and we moved to Corpus, we were 21. We were kids. We'd just gotten married. And, oh, let's just do it. We were adventurous. When you're 75, you're like, babe, can you go get the paper? I don't even want to go get the paper. He didn't just go get the paper. He moved, and he didn't just move him. He took all of his livestock, all of his employees, all of the people living there. There were thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of thousands of people that he was responsible for, and he said to his wife, hey, babe, God told me we got to go. This is how much of a godly man he was. She believed that he had talked to God and said, wherever you go, I'm right behind you. 
Would that happen in your household, men? If you said to your wife, hey, God wants us to do this, <coughs> would she say, no, you've just been eating pizza too late at night? You didn't hear God. With all those bizcochitos you've been eating that you've been buying out in, from the families over here. No, he heard God. And man, he says, let's go. We got to go. And his wife, Sarai, his name wasn't Abraham yet. It was Abram. Because after he had that encounter with God, God says, you're no longer going to be Abram. Abram, you're going to be Abraham. You're going to be a father of a nation. They didn't have any kids at this time. So Lot was like his kid, his nephew. And here they go. But let me tell you something. How much you get is determined by how much you let go of. Look what it says in Luke chapter 14, verse 25 and 26. It says, a large crowd was following Jesus. And Jesus turned around and he said to them, he goes, if you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison. I'm not saying to hate them, but he's just saying, when you compare it to how much you love me, how much you follow me, how much you give yourself to me, it's almost like if you hate them. He says, your father, your mother, your wife, this is the tough one for a lot of people, your children, your brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. So he's saying, you're going to follow me. You got to let go of all these things. You got to let go. Ah, but my mama, she's my mama. I understand. I understand. But you know what he says? But you got to love me more than your mama. Ah, but my daddy, he's my daddy. I'm a daddy's girl. He's my daddy. Even your daddy. Ah, but my kids. Ah, we just got married and we have a blended family, and I told my husband, we're getting married, but my kids come before you. No, 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 even before your kids. I come before all of you, says Jesus. You've got to make sure that you know your place with God, and he knows your place with him. It's important that you understand that. It's important that you let go of these things to grab hold of these things that you really connect with God and you get fired up with God and you say, you know what, God? I know that I got to let go of everything if I want to take hold of it all. And he has so much for you. Man, that song we just sang, that last song, I love what it says that with the 2020 hindsight, man. Look how far we've come. Think of where you are today. Think of what God's doing in your life today. Man, we have dysfunctional families in this congregation that God has pieced back together. We have people that have lost their identity and God has said, no, you're my child. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You are my child in whom I have placed my spirit into and he has called you by name. See, God has a way of building us back up and he wants us to let go of our past and let go of those things that have us so we could take hold of him who wants to totally have it because he has so much for it. And then the next thing you need to see in this passage is that great journeys 
begin by taking the first step. Man, Abraham said, hun, I had a talk with God and God wants us to take off. He wants us to go. He wants us to take off. And she's going, where are we going? He goes, you know what? I don't know, babe. I don't know. He just said, we'll know when, when we see it. We'll, we'll know it's, it's a place built by God himself. But, but, I mean, how should I dress? No, take it all. We're leaving for good. This isn't a vacation. We're going for good. And man, how do you sell that to, to someone that you're going to follow God and you don't even know where he's taking you yet? But I'm telling you, think of where you are right now. Did you think you would be where you are right now last year? Did you think you, were, you would be where you are right now six months ago? God is increasing your territory. He's increasing your calling. He's increasing your anointing. He's increasing your power. He's increasing your ministry. And he's doing things in your life to prepare you for even greater things. But he's saying, you got to let go of some of that stuff. Quit going back to past territories. Start following me. (coughs) It takes you... A first step, you got to take that first step. And it's not always an easy step. It's not always a popular step. It's not always a fun step. I'm telling you, once you take that step, it's like, oh, praise the Lord, glory to God. There's no turning back now, baby. This is good stuff, amen? Because God fills your cup to overflowing, and he ministers to you in a way that you go, this is amazing. God, thank you for what you're doing in my life. Thank you for how you've transformed me. Thank you for the things that you've poured into me. Thank you, Lord, because, Lord, things are phenomenal. Lord, I have seen so much since I've come to you. Lord, you have blessed me beyond measure. (coughs) And God wants to give us this. He wants to give us more. But he's saying, you got to make the choice. you got to make that choice. Are you ready to do it? Are you ready to do it? Sometimes we want it so desperately, but we think of what we have to let go of. And we go, man, but i got a lot of neat stuff, man. i got a lot of neat stuff. i I got a lot of, I got a lot of deals going on. <coughs> i got... I got some really good stuff happening, and and you know I got my movida, I got my 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 this, you know my my my, I got it going. Where is it? What do you have to show for it? The devil's stuff just burns up. You don't even have anything to show for it. There's some people that have started off with nothing. And now they have so much, they're having garage sales. They're saying, God, you've blessed us so much. We're, we're having a garage sale because, Lord, we didn't even have anything to move into our little apartment. And now we have so much stuff. We're like, man, God, thank you that we're able to sell some of this stuff and bless somebody else. And we're giving it in such prices that we're even giving stuff away, blessing others because God has been so, so good to us. Haven't you seen that over and over? Haven't you seen that in your own life or in the life of others? But he says it's got to start with one step. Are you willing to take that step? 
Moses said this to the people in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. He says, today, I've given you a choice between life and death. He goes, I'm giving you a choice between blessings and curses. And now I call on heaven and on earth to witness the choice that you make. And he says, oh, you could hear him cried out, oh, please, that you would choose life so that you and your family and descendants might live. He said, don't you understand if you choose the Lord, you're going to be blessed, you're going to cancel the curses from the generations previous to you, and you're going to be able to establish a brand new legacy for your family. You're going to be able to have a heritage that they're going to look back on, and they're going to say, man, you know what? I wish you would have been able to meet my grandpa. My grandpa was the one that canceled the curse, and he turned it around, and he brought blessing into our family. And ever since then, generations have had blessing after blessing after blessing. Be that generation. Be that generation. Be that one that says, I'm going to take that first step. I'm going to take that first step. I'm going to start seeking the Lord. I'm going to start following the Lord. I'm going to, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will follow the Lord. <coughs> and we're not going to be jumping around from church to church, to church to church, here, there, everywhere. No, we're going to get rooted and grounded, and our family is going to learn how to serve God at a church, and we're going to lift up the name of the Lord and expand the kingdom of God. Amen? <coughs> That's what we need to do. But you got, it starts with that first step. It starts with that first step and being willing to let go of whatever has a hold of you. Man, we always have that one thing that has a hold of us. Never forget when they presented Christ to me, I was like, man, I wanted to accept Christ the very first time I ever really heard the gospel. But man, I was thinking of all the stuff I was going to have to let go of. I loved partying. I loved clubbing. I loved taking my wife out and just partying it up. I love doing stuff that, you know what, was really damaging my marriage and damaging my life. But at the time, I didn't know it. And when I finally realized that if I let go of all these things, I'm going to take hold of stuff, I, I didn't know it was going to be amazing. And I look now, I, we, I saw that song, and on Sunday, I heard that song for the first time. And Cindy and I looked at each other when it says, look where we are now. Look how far he's brought us. Think of where he's brought you. Look where you are. Look what you have. God has so much more for you. But you got to trust him. And bring me to the third thing that you see in this story. To, to really trust God is to know him. But to know him is to trust him. So if you really want to get to know God, start trusting God. But if you really, really, really want to know him, and see, to trust God is to know him. You say, okay, I know God, I can trust him. But no, by really trusting him, I really get to know him. Because you really get to put your, by faith, you step out and you go, okay, Lord, here it is, all or nothing. I'm going to trust you. I, because I, I know you and I can trust you. I'm really going to trust you because I know you. You've never failed me yet. 
Somebody said one time, why do you say yet? Are you waiting for him to fail you? No, I'm just saying he hasn't failed me yet. Why would he start now? We have to really get rooted and say, Lord, I want to be a man of faith. I want to be a woman of faith. I want to put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to trust in God. I want to trust in the Holy Spirit to lead me, guide me, and instruct me. I want to trust him because I know him. And because I know him, I know I can trust him. It's important to know that. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6, it says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Did you hear that? It's impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So if you're really, really going to get serious with God and you're really going to say, I trust him, then get to really know him so you can really trust him. Because the more you know him, the more you can trust him and say, you know what? I know my God's going to see me through. I know God's going to come through. I know, man, Tomas and I were talking yesterday and we were praying about a situation. We were talking about when sometimes you're facing an overwhelming situation that, that, that seems almost impossible. And we were talking about a few years back when we started building this new church. Two weeks after we tore everything down on the inside of this building and we started building, COVID hit, and they said, you guys can't meet. And we're like, what? We just started a building project and we can't meet? So we didn't meet for a couple weeks, and then they said... Only essential companies could meet. And God's warehouse is part of our ministry. And God's warehouse was an essential ministry because we're feeding the hungry. And because they are under our ministry, they're an extension of our ministry. I said, well, we're reopening the church because we're an essential part of this ministry because we're feeding people spiritually and we're going to keep meeting. And there was even some members said, oh, are you going against the governor? And are you breaking, are you sinning by doing that? I go, no. We're going to obey God. That wasn't a rule. It wasn't a law. They said, we're saying you can't do this, but you know what? It wasn't a law. And we said, we're not going to, we're going to listen to God over man. And that's what we did. And God blessed. And Tomas was saying, do you remember, Pastor? You were wondering how in the world we were even going to make payroll? <coughs> and I said, yeah. I know I'm not going to get paid, and I've got to make sure the troops are paid. And all of a sudden, God came through. Boom. And when God comes through, he always comes through. Amen. He never, man, it might be at the last minute. But you know what you do all the way to that last minute? Pray, 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 pray. And you seek the Lord and you look for the Lord and you say, God, I'm trusting you because I know you and because I know you, I can trust you. And that's who you are, a trustworthy God. Look what he says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home to go to another land that God would give him 
as an inheritance. And he went without knowing where he was going. I love that. He had to cross the line of the unknown. Sometimes you just know and you're knower that God is calling you, but you don't have all the pieces yet. But you still step over that line, and you still cross that line by faith, and you go, God, because I know you, I know I can trust you. And because I can trust you, I know you can deliver. So God, I'm going to cross that line of the unknown. I'm going to cross that line because I know you're calling me at this moment. I know you're calling me to move out, to move in. And to move into a new place, I have to completely move out of the old place. So you got to move out emotionally, psychologically, mentally, spiritually, and physically. Quit visiting places of your past in your memories. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember back then. I, 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 yeah, look where it got you. I remember. Why don't you talk to people that know what happened to you? I say, remember? Yeah, I remember. You were all messed up. Was I really? Yeah, I remember. Don't you remember? We found you over there, passed out. Don't you remember? Don't you remember you lost everything? Don't you remember you lost your family? Don't you remember your family didn't want to talk to you anymore? Don't you remember? Don't, don't you remember you had to declare bankruptcy? Don't you remember? Don't you, are you with me? See, we start reminiscing. Oh, I remember. I, or sometimes you even got go back to those places. What are you doing back there? What are you doing back there? You're back there visiting your ex. You're married. Quit it. Well, we're just friends. Find another friend. Why are you doing that to your marriage? Why are you doing that to your relationship? Why? It's just that, you know what? I got to, I, I don't want to lose it all, everything. No, no, no. Let me tell you, you're going to lose everything because you haven't let go of everything. Until you let go, you can't take hold. And bring me the, the, the fourth thing that you see in this story. There's even more. But you got to learn to enjoy the journey as much as the de destination. I've talked about it. I've talked about it that a lot of us have, we have destination disease. All we're thinking about is a destination. I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to, if I just had that house, if I just had that car, I just had that job, I just had that kind of money, if I just had that kind of clothes, if I just had, if I just had it, I just, you're always thinking about the destination, where you want to be instead of where you are, and you miss the journey getting there. You're learning through these hard times. You're learning through these challenging times. You're getting stronger. That's why he says, kind of count it all joy when you have tribulation. Count it all joy when you have setbacks. Count it all joy when you have challenges because you get stronger. You get stronger. You get stronger. I've told you the story about the donkey that fell down the hole and the owner was like, man, what am I going to do? We can't get him out. 
So he asked his buddies over and bring a shovel. We're just going to dig him and bury him, pobrecito donkey, but poor guy. I mean, so they started throwing dirt down on the donkey, and it started piling up, piling up, and finally the donkey shook it off, and he stepped up, and they threw more, and he'd shake it off and step up, and they kept filling in the hole, and he kept shaking it off and stepping up, and finally he walked right out of the hole. And that donkey said, which means, I told you so. You thought I was done, baby. But God had different plans for me. Because I'm going to put my trust in God. And I'm going to enjoy the journey there. <coughs> because now I'm out. My destination was up there. But I sure enjoyed the journey getting there. I shook it off and stepped up. And I shook it off and stepped up. And there's a lot of you today that can say, I shook it off and stepped up. Look at me now, baby. Look what God has done. Look where I'm at. All because of the glory of God. All because of what he's done. I'm moving out to move in. Where is God having you? What is he doing for you? What is he calling you to? And in First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, he says right there, Search for the Lord, and for his strength, continually seek him. Because you know what? We're weak, but he is strong. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And every time you seek God, you're going to find him if you look for him wholeheartedly. And you know what? You're going to be all happy. You're going to go, man, God is good. And you're all happy, and the joy of the Lord strengthens you, and you just get stronger, and you shake it off and step up. Man, there you are, out of the hole you were. The last thing I see, well, there's a lot of other stuff, but the last one I'm going to talk about is that faith helps us move in and stay in. You don't, you don't, you don't fall apart. No, I, I mean, think about it. There's some people that used to sit next to you that aren't here. And they're not at another church. They're, they're backslidden. And we're saying, God, bring back the backslider. God, bring them back. See, they got tired. They, they didn't have enough faith. They didn't have that, that fight. They didn't shake it off and step up. God never promised everything to be hunky-dory. He said, in this world, you will have many trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. I've given you the power to overcome. Don't get bummed out. You might be going through some horrific stuff, but thank you, Jesus, that you're right there next to me. Thank you, Jesus, that you're not running away from me. Thank you, Jesus, that you haven't forgot about me. Isaiah 41, verse 10 he says, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. And he's carrying you in his righteous right hand. And God is carrying you. He's ministering to you. He's guiding you. He's helping you. He wants to hold you up. and wants to take you in. Man, the apostle Paul came to the Lord. He was out persecuting the church. He was killing Christians 
because they had left a Jewish religion and were serving God. And then Paul finally says, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 through 26. Those guys, I've been through it. Five times, the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. They, they whipped me 39. Three times, I was beaten with rocks. Once, I was stoned. Three times, I was shipwrecked. Once, I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. He goes, don't you get it? I have traveled on many long journeys, and I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers, and I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews. His own people turned on him. You know what that feels like. He goes, as well as from the Gentiles. And I face danger in the cities and in the deserts and on the seas. And I face danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. He's saying, I've been through it. Don't tell me. Oh, you don't understand. Paul is saying, I understand. But in the name of Jesus, rise up, move out to move in, because I'm here to stay. Paul says, I'm not going anyplace. And it's time that you and I say, I'm not going anyplace. I'm not going to be church hopping. I'm not going to be faith hopping. I'm not going to be, oh, well, <coughs> the excitement has run out. I used to feel the e. I goose. I, I'd get goosebumps. I, I, they'd do a song. Oh God! Pastor would preach. Oh. I don't feel that anymore. You know what? Why's your fire gone out? But I don't know about you, man. There's been fire in this room lately. So why are you missing it? Why isn't it hitting you? You're looking someplace. When God is saying, what's wrong with you? How did you miss me? Never forget a little poem. Pussycat, pussycat, where have you been? I've been to London to visit the queen. Pussycat, pussycat, what see you there? I saw a mouse sitting under her chair. Like, you stupid cat! You went to see the queen and all you saw was a mouse? You came into the presence of Almighty God and all you saw was a people? Oh, did you see the way she looked at me? Did you see he, the way he looked at me? He was mad dogging me. He went, oh my gosh, grow up and look for the Lord. The Lord is right in front of you and you're missing him. He's reaching out to you. He's calling you by name. He's saying, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden. I know you're exhausted. I know you're beat up. I know you're ready to quit. I know you can't take it anymore, but I'll take it for you. But you got to move out of your situation and move into me. You got to move out of your old way of thinking and move into me. And he's calling you right now. If you don't know Jesus, tonight's your night. What is keeping you from him? Because I says, I got to let go. No, let go of that. You're going to move into glory. In the glory. 
So if you don't know Jesus Christ and you've never received him as your Savior and Lord and you want to do that, raise your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. Anyone here tonight? And I'm believing every one of us is saved. Because if not, we're going to hell. Really. If you don't want to accept the Lord, well, then go to hell. That sounds all messed up, doesn't it? Man, did Pastor really say that? No, the Bible does. The Bible says you deny me here on earth, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. So when are you going to step up? And those of us that are walking with him, why are we still looking back? Why are we still holding back? Why are we still going back to the old territory? Why are we still going back to the place we moved out of? Doesn't have anything for you. We moved out of an old church that was at the corridor of Carlisle and Montgomery. The building's not even there anymore. And you know what people tell me? I went to the gas station and all I did was look at, I was looking for the building. It's gone, baby. (laughs) But the Lord is not. He's very much here. So in the name of Jesus, rise up, O man of God. Rise up, O women of God. Stand to your feet, would you? Man, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're going through. But right now, if you need prayer, you're going through some heavy stuff, raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor. I'm, I'm, it's overwhelming right now. Hold your hand up. Keep it up. Say, Heavenly Father, you see our hand. Know that I need you. And I'm crying out to you. Fill me up so that I don't have room for anything else. I'm letting go of the past to take hold of you and my future. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Now the devil's going to tell you, ah, shut up, man. You got all, got all into the sermon. Because guess what? We all have to go home right now. And guess what's waiting us at home? Bills. Headaches. You haven't even put up your lights yet. You don't even know if you're going to light up your house. You're all bummed out. No, listen to me right now. Declare this before the Lord. Lift up both hands. and Say, Heavenly Father, I'm not going to let the devil steal the seed that you planted in my heart, in my mind, and in my spirit here tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give him praise. Now turn to your neighbor and say, aren't you glad you came tonight? Don't forget, I need some volunteers this Friday for the food distribution. Now go change Albuquerque, church. I love you.